Today is the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany, and the Gospel reading appointed for this day is from Matthew, the eighth chapter, beginning with the twenty-third verse. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose in the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. Epiphany is a season of manifestation. It is a time for reflection on the fact that Jesus Christ is both true man and true God. The final words of the appointed gospel reading for today drive this fact home to us, as the apostles give voice to the question which points to its own answer. Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? It is he who said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. It is he who declared through the prophet Isaiah, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. In the time of Jonah, the Lord sent a tempest so that his prophet would have to confess his sin and confess his faith. The prophet Jonah fled the calling of the Lord, which would have sent him to the city of Nineveh. For the Lord desired that the city would repent rather than require destruction at his hand. Jonah fled for Tarshish, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had laid down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise and call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us, that we may not perish. The heathen have such uncertainty concerning prayer. The captain and his crew had no confidence at all that any of their gods would hear or answer their prayers. Prayer was, for them, an act of desperation, and they would sacrifice their cargo to try to secure even another moment of life, just as they would in their desperation even ask their passenger to rise up and pray to see whether any god would save them. Now the gods of the nations are idols. They could not deliver anyone from their affliction and infirmity at any time. It is only the Lord God who could grant and does grant salvation from the tempest, for he promised, when you pass through the waters I will be with you. Thus he delivered in the time of Jonah, and when the disciples called upon him in the boat. The Lord also promised, When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. This we understand, as with all such promises, not as something absolute, but as the promise that as children of God we are delivered from the fear of damnation in the event of such calamity. Thus, during the Babylonian captivity, when King Nebuchadnezzar wickedly commanded that everyone would worship the golden idol, which he had caused to be set up, on pain of death, for anyone who would not comply with his command. There were three Hebrews among the captivity, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
would not comply with that command because it was idolatry. And so they were sentenced to death and were to be burned in the fiery furnace. Enraged, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? The three men gave a faithful response to the king, for they declared, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. You see, neither Jonah nor the three men in the fiery furnace knew that they had a right to a miraculous deliverance. They simply trusted in the Lord, whatever that will would be. While men feared denying Nebuchadnezzar, or fear the tumult of the sea, the saints found that with the Lord they could endure in the midst of that which made them afraid. Consider the disciples of the Lord. In following the Lord they were often homeless and hungry, afflicted by the Pharisees and pressed in by the multitudes. Everywhere they went, as one of our Lutheran fathers observed, wherever they go they find almost nothing except lepers, paralytics, the weeping and wailing, the dead, the blind, the lame, the deaf, the maimed. Later along with him they pass through the fortified towns where, while their master worked and preached, his disciples would have been compelled to endure hunger and poverty had not the generosity of some religious women supported them. From there they returned home, fell into serious arguments and contentions of their foes, and in addition feel the treachery of his kinfolk, who wished to lay hands on him, lest they be forced to be in danger with the scribes because of him. It was in the midst of all of this that then the storm arose upon the sea. When life seems easier, it is easy to forget how quickly peril can come. And while our dangers and troubles can seem manageable, we are tempted to continue to imagine that we can handle it on our own. Many of those people who will talk about the power of prayer, rather than the power of the Lord, understand very little concerning either topic. For what saved the disciples was the promise of the Lord to hear and answer, and the mercy of the Lord, which led him to still the wind and the waves. The disciples had learned much, witnessed many miracles, and had traveled with the Lord. And yet, when the wind whipped about them, and the waves threatened to sink their ship, their hearts were filled with fear, and they cried out to the Lord, Lord, save us, we are perishing. St. Luke, I'm sorry, but St. Mark records more of their words, and in his account, we gain a greater insight concerning the reason for the Lord's strong words. For Mark records the words of the disciples as follows. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You see, they were almost out of their minds with fear. When the seas of life seem calm, it's easy for us to trust. 
when the wind and the waves come, then we begin to see that our faith may be but a mustard seed indeed. Fear begins to nod us, and in our more lucid moments we might wonder if we believe at all. For fear cries out, Why is the Lord letting this happen to me? And dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we live in a time when there are many who would seek to live off of our fear. They pit us against one another. They cause us to be fearful to express our rights, especially as pertaining to religion, fearful to be heard, fearful to render obedience to the one who has called us and who indeed has redeemed us through the shedding of his blood for us. We have so much abundance in our society, and yet we are so afraid. The things that we have, they don't make for consolation and peace. Instead, often they are little more than chains for us, if our consolation and our peace are not found in Christ. For the problems which afflict us are not something we can buy our way out of or prepare our way to pass through. We must live by faith, and that faith must be in the one true God. For apart from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, there is none who can intercede for us and deliver us out of that which has made us afraid. But the Christ has come for us. He has suffered and died for us, so that in him and in his resurrection from the dead, we might have life and peace through faith in him. We need to understand about ourselves the dangers of such fear as would rise up from our flesh. We need to know this before the winds arise and the waves of life imperil us. When we begin to fear, we begin to see the world aright. Because that's the nature of the world. It is filled with death and destruction and condemnation. And we try to dress up the world in such a way that we don't see it that way, but that is what the world remains. If it were not for the life and salvation which we have in Christ, then all that would remain is the vanity, the seeming pointlessness of life in a fallen world where death is a certainty. Apart from the Christ and our hope in him, there is no consolation or any peace that means anything. But in him, we have that consolation, that life, that peace, which the world does not know, and which men cannot take away from us. Consider the words of the Collect appointed for today. For thus we hear those words. Almighty God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers that by reason of the frailty of our nature, we cannot always stand upright. This prayer confesses that which our stubborn wills don't want to admit, that we are in such danger that we can't even stand up under it on our own. Almighty God knows our frailty and the dangers which surround us, and with a word, he stills the storm. Jonah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The disciples. None of them had a right to a miracle any more than we do. And in time, all of them came to their end as the Lord so willed. But they departed this life in faith, 
and therefore in the consolation and promise of the resurrection of the dead. It is thus that we pray in the collect, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. The perils and crosses will come, but by the grace of God our faith can endure and testify to the hope which does not perish. For the Lord does not only deliver us, he endures for us the death which makes us afraid. He died upon the cross to suffer the death we fear, the death for sin, for the wages of sin is death. We fear death for its connection with transgression. But the Lord atoned for our sin and made full payment for all transgression through his suffering and death for us. So that through faith in him we would be made partakers of that atonement which he has made for us. Clinging to this atonement, we believe that even death has nothing ultimately for us to fear, as we have our hope in the Christ. For Jesus thus died and rose again, so that in his death and resurrection we would have peace with God through faith in him. Thus we hear in the words of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, your mine. He has called us by name. For we have been baptized into the death and resurrection of the Christ. As baptized children of God, we have such hope as we walk in the way of repentance. We know who can still the storm with a word, as he who raised the dead with the word. And the day when he returns in glory, his word will be heard, and nothing shall terrify his saints any more. Amen. The peace of God which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10 a.m. worship service. Bible class falls immediately after the divine service. We also have our midweek matins on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. And this week we mark the, fe the festival of the presentation of our Lord. And we invite you to join us on this Wednesday. Salem was located approximately two miles north of Malone off of FM 308. And these broadcasts are provided to the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone.